Hello, my little pudding cup. It's Harry with another episode of the Alston Pudding Podcast. My guest this week is Ark Zeus, who is a 21-year-old rapper and producer from Everett. I first got introduced to Zeus back in the winter of 2020. He had just dropped his then most recent album called Tensai 4 which was the fourth entry in a series of albums that he had been releasing since, I think he was about 14 or 15. While he's still young, he's had quite a few years of rapping and producing experience under his belt. My first listen to Tensai 4, I was really impressed with, with the production that went into the album, as well as his the tone of his voice. And so that's why I wanted to cover the, the premiere of that album. And so when I was sort of brainstorming who would be good to talk to, you know, I figured why not hit Zeus up again and see if he'd want to have a conversation. Turns out that was the right call because I really, really like the interview that you're about to hear this week and part two next week. We ended up talking for like an hour and a half. You know, it was the first time we had spoken, not just via email or uh, like DM on Instagram, and you know i felt like we had some common tastes and stuff uh you'll hear we get into a couple tracks on tensai 4 sort of in depth he talks about his experience uh like improving as a rapper and producer and we also talk about a, a mutual love for kid cuddy uh we end up roasting eminem a little bit but yeah like i said i really really like this interview and so i'm excited for you guys to hear it hear samples of zeus's music if you like his music, please go check out his latest album release called Butterfly Trap, which came out in September. Also sticks with that vein of sort of Cuddy-influenced, melodic, emotional hip-hop. But yeah, so excited for you guys to hear this one. I'll get out of your way so you can you can hear the interview. time together and uh and sit down and also really nice to to meet you like face to face i know there's like computers between us but uh hey man covid rules you know <laughs> yeah yeah it also works just for like recording this because i can just extract the audio from the from the video files oh that's perfect and then just like i throw it into ableton and just edit from there uh you gotta love ableton it's the holy grail 
Yeah. <laughs> is that what is that what you been using? Yeah, Owen and I we make beats in Ableton primarily. Nice. Like that's like my it's, I've been using it literally since like I started making music. Nice. Yeah. I, no, couldn't, I couldn't tell you why. I have no <laughs> idea what made me say Ableton, but I, I I just know that when I started, I wasn't trying to use FL. It was the the why <laughs> wasn't for me at the time, but I mean, it's cool now. <laughs> yeah. I've only like dabbled with FL, but it's mostly like like loop based right mm -hmm. yeah so like i feel like ableton allows a lot of like freedom especially in the arrangement view because i also use when i make music i use machina and like native instruments products but i always open them in ableton so i right. can kind of get because i like their sounds a lot but i want to be able to like transfer it over to ableton so i can have a little more freedom in like to vary up those loops because that you know like listening to stuff that's entirely loop based can get a little a little boring sometimes you want to like vary it up Give it a little progression. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give it some texture. <laughs> where where are you uh where are you calling in from? I am currently in Zen Studios. It is my um me along with my team. We put the studio together not too long ago. I mean, still building it and whatnot. This is where I've pretty much been working out of for the past like three months. This is where this is where we finished Dell's uh, EP. I this is where I mix and master the whole thing. And you know, nice. Yeah, this is pretty much this is pretty much home now. You know. <laughs> yeah, and that was that was a great EP uh, for those listening. That's it, that's a uh, uh, Shondell Gomez, mm -hmm. um, based out of Somerville. Uh, very much in the like the contemporary R and B sector of things with that sort of like drowned, washed out sound. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Like all that movie of, stuff and whatnot yeah no i i love that stuff and like seeing seeing your name on it as a producer i was like all right i gotta gotta check this out because yeah man no. like and she got to oversee all, all of the production like when i was making all that all those beats she was just right there by my side just watching me do it all so it's like so she so she had a lot to she had a lot to do with the direction that i was going in because like you know every now and then i'm just i zone out i'm just like hey how you feeling about this? <laughs> she's just like, yeah, you know, this and the third and blah, blah. I'm just like, I bet, you know, it's like she, we, we were definitely helping each other a lot in the process. Like I didn't really have to take the lead in much other than obvious roles, like, you know, production and engineering. It was pretty fun. And, you know, she wrote all her verses. <laughs> yeah. Which was the best part because you know it's very it's 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 overlooked for a lot of singers, you know, when they're when they're actual lyricists and whatnot. So you know, I'm glad I'm glad that she's uh, doing this the right way. And, you know, and she's already getting so much great reception. Like, I'm still yet to get a negative review from this. And I'm just like, let's keep it going. <laughs> yeah. Exciting. Yeah, no, it, that was that was a great EP. So I look forward to hearing like more from her, whether it's like in collaboration with you as producer. And I know she featured also on um, I think it's I was literally just listening to this. Is it yeah, Lily's or uh, Butterflies? Butter butterflies. Yeah. Butterflies uh, from Tensai 4. Yeah. Uh, Lily's was gonna have an, a singer on it but like in the midst of just me uh working on all of it I decided like it'd be a little forced at that point since I didn't get the feature already and then on top of that I was like it's fine the song is honestly so good as it is like <laughs> I, I got, by the time Owen finished mixing it I was like yeah this does not need anybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah that yeah, that, well. that was such a good so I was listening this morning this is mm -hmm. one of the other reasons why I like asked to push this back because it didn't give me enough time to like like prep uh, to like mm, talk okay, to you because okay. I want to gather some materials, like review some of your stuff, listen to Tensai 4 again. But I also spent the morning going through the couple tracks from the first three Tensai's. Mm. So like I kind of want to talk about that progression as like a series of albums because the first one came out in what, like 2014? Mm -hmm. And you're like, you're 21 now, right? Yeah, I'm 21 right now, yeah. So that that was like when you were 14, 15. Mm -hmm. I started it at 15, and then by the time I was 15, it came out like right before yeah. the winter. Kind of kind of like similar to T4, like um, the days between T1 and T4 are only a few apart. I think uh, the date for T1 was like December 5th of 2014. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, so Tensai 4 came out in December 2020 for yeah. those following along, keeping score at home. Yeah, that was my introduction to you because you emailed me and uh, was and crazy. I listened to that, that, it. And was, like, no, let me. How was that honestly? Because like a lot of people, they, they they like that would. That's not a lot of people's introduction to to my music. And even even <laughs> now, moving forward, like a lot of people were introduced to like my works before that. So it's like I wonder, like, because I feel I personally feel like that's like one of my most like you know just. Mm, just complete project and like and in terms of all my i guess zeus isms in terms of like sad existentialism and all that like how was that like taking that in for the very first time for the first time like i it's it's 
the style of of like musicality and like production is like something like like it's right in line with a lot of hip hop I like mm. uh, already, and it's like even calling it like hip hop I feel like is a little limiting because that that especially now that I've reviewed some of your prior works, it feels like you're a lot more like melodic on that album and exploring your like singing voice a little more. Yeah, for sure. I, like the comparison that I I don't usually like to do comparisons in my writing, um, but it can be like a little helpful for readers sometimes. But it reminded me a lot of Kid Cudi's Man on the Moon. He's my favorite artist of all time. <laughs> he's he's so, looking back on the last 10 years of hip-hop, R&B, like he's so influential. And not, not even like limited to that. Like so many people in the indie rock sector have taken cues from him. They have. And it's so crazy to think about because like a lot of his inspirations came from that realm, like, you know, outside of hip-hop. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, you know, he he very much embraces the hip hop culture and what inspired him. But like a man like him, he came through and just like and said, hey, this is me and this is still hip hop. If you like, he's like, if you love hip hop, then you're going to understand me one day, pretty much. And like, look at us now, like the way the genre just completely and even the culture, the way it shifted in the past decade, like he had a lot to do with that, like a whole lot, especially just the sound and like. And the way the way a lot of artists nowadays use their their singing voice as well, like they take mm. they take a, they take so much away from him, including myself. Like, because I don't, I guess you could say I'm a singer. You know what I mean? Because like, I, I it's almost like the same thing as a trap artist that doesn't like calling themselves a rapper. You know, mm. like because like I definitely am, I am a singer, but like I'm not a singer singer. <laughs> Maybe give me like one full singing album, and then I'll call myself. A singer. <laughs> I'll definitely do that one day. So. <laughs> No, but I feel like that's that's become such a common thing in the last 10 years where like you'll do like a rap verse, but then pivot to like a, a refrain that's more sung and melodicized. Yeah, yeah. Cuddy has a lot to do with that. Also, just in terms of the level of introspection in lyrics and like emotional honesty and vulnerability that wasn't super present before Kid Cuddy. Yeah, exactly. Because it was always there, definitely was always there. It's just that um, when he brought it to the forefront, there was just a shift, especially the year it happened, too, because, like, that was, what, 2008, 2009? Like, yeah. The way, like, kids my age were, like, taking in the culture at the time, like, we were so malleable. Like, so so for him to, like, be at the forefront during that change, like, because around that time when he came out, like, everybody was, like, you know, jerking and changing the way they wear clothes and, like... Uh, there was a whole bunch of different things on the radio that just didn't sound like Cuddy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he just came out and then boom. Yeah. Plus he, he like offered a lot of crossover with indie and pop artists too. Cause uh, he had that song that samples like the acoustic version of poker face on that first yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. He had the track with MGMT. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there was like, and then the day and night single, like the, the, the remixes, bro, all the oh, yeah, yeah. went crazy with remixes, bro. Like that's that, that's how that song went. That's how that song transcended all, all around the world. Yeah. But. A bunch of collaborations with Ratatat at the time too. Uh, and like, even he's, he's, he's kept he on that show in Australia after your first single. <laughs> yeah no that's great yeah so he just he just blew up and like i wish i always wish cuddy the best i just want cuddy to be happy i want to hug him so bad yeah <laughs> that man saved my life man and you know all, all that's like that's like one of the most you know cliche phrases that his fans will say but it's honestly the truth like man on the moon 2 definitely like influenced the hell out of me and not even mm-hmm. just physically yeah, and he's he's like stayed at it too with that kind of crossover appeal that we were talking about because I know like Phoebe Bridgers popped up on Man on the Moon three, which I came out in his last. Boy. Yeah, was which was like a collab that resulted just from like Twitter because he like tweeted at her that he wanted her on a song and she was just like, all right. <laughs> Word, yeah. She probably yeah. didn't. Even, she probably didn't even realize what she was getting into just yet. <laughs> like, yeah, this isn't just any hip hop artist, Phoebe. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he has a song for you, and that song was beautiful. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, given that like that album came out in like December, I could say it's definitely been like my main bump of like this year. Nice. Yeah, I listened to it a couple times when it came out, but I need to like go back and revisit it. There's like always like so much new music in. It can be hard to keep up, man, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Plus a lot of my role with Austin Pudding, I have to listen to like the artists that come through and like Mm -hmm. then send along, send those artists along to our writers. But then I always like, I'll find one uh, and like you fit this bill where I was like, if I don't cover this, no one's going to cover this. And like, mm. I'm, and, I'm like, going to fucking cover this. Co- you can't afford for someone to just not cover it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is like right, too good it. for me not to cover. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. It's like, you, if you just come along like those special ones, where it's like, 
yeah I, I, uh, you guys can't have this this is mine <laughs> <laughs> sort of yeah I like that. i mean that's that's the it's the advantage of being like the editor and main main contact for like press people and artists looking for coverage is that i do spend like a good deal of time like i listen to every artist that comes into my inbox that's good but then i you know i get first dibs <laughs> Yeah, but that's good. That's a good thing, though, because I feel like um, there can be a lot of people that like, you know, when they do what you do, um, once they reach like a certain, I guess, status or something like, you know, they, they, they aren't as into it anymore. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people like that, that, that are like, you know, that do what you do, like on a greater scale. And they're just like, oh, I, I'm like, I, I don't I don't I don't listen to this, this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. Or like, I don't check my email anymore. I'm just like, <laughs> I'll fault big dog. <laughs> like. I uh, I try to keep up every day, but some some periods I like drift out uh, and have to like get back. I mean, just email in general, I feel like can be overwhelming, especially this past year where it's yeah, it's hard uh, to talk to people. So it's like that's usually like the only way you get to hear from someone. Yeah, and like you know, I also don't want to be glued to a screen all the time. Where it just uh, you know, it's it's good to get out in the world. Definitely, (laughs) remind yourself that there's like a whole vibrant moving world out there beyond yeah, the still shining yeah <laughs> that was um one of like the most zenful moments i've had uh or i had like last year especially towards the beginning of the pandemic was um i was spending a lot of time at my like parents house um and in the front yard there was like there were these two rabbits that would like sunbathe in the front yard and rabbits are like super skittish but eventually i just like you know they got familiar enough with me that they would um be a little more willing to like come closer instead yeah, yeah. of just like staying far away. But then sometimes they just like sunbathe in the middle of the yard and I would be sitting in like a lawn chair and we would just like look into each other's eyes and just like dissociate for a little bit and just like become like one higher form of consciousness. So that was like, those were my Zen moments were like chilling with the bunnies and just like reminding Then they had babies. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. So there were a bunch of like seven, like, tiny versions of those rabbits. And it was just like a really nice reminder that, um, I don't know, like nature one is, is this beautiful, like constantly flowing fluid thing, but also, you know, it still continues despite our like human concerns. Anyway, that's, that's my, um, it's my spiritualism take of the day. Like we, let's get back to, uh, talking Tensai, uh, the the infamous Tensai. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, uh, back to like why I picked it up. I was just like, you know, like knowing that you're like a like a young independent producer and rapper musician, like hearing how just adept the production sounded and how like deep and just like like those drums, like all the percussion sounded so good and so well produced. Like the melodies, like the instrumental melodies were were really interesting. I, when I was just like bumping. Tensai 4 again, I noticed Middle Child starts with this, like, with these, like, two chords mm-hmm. that are repeated, but then it sort of, like, goes into, like, a full chord progression Yeah. Um, once the beat starts. And, like, the like the little brief intro, I, I, like, I, I don't know if I, I can, like, explain it super well without just, like, maybe I'll throw in a clip, <laughs> like, at this part of the episode. Right, just yeah. to, like, show what I'm talking about. It kind of, like, tricks you into thinking there's this, like, different rhythmic structure and once the beat starts like those chords kind of stretched out a little more i know what you mean yeah yeah yeah
trying to understand this philosophy because this void truly isn't where i want to be i've explored every prison and it's hard to breathe does a nigga have asthma not sure all i know is i store and it's mad tough for the elders and the youngest but they still don't tell me nothing they just block me out like it's nothing that's because i'm truly nothing no there ain't no discussion always an argument i can't be part of this that's why i drown in substance now you can notice me but that ain't how it's supposed to be nah nah that ain't how it's supposed to be nah nah that ain't how it's supposed to be one day i'm going to yell if i have to until then i'm gonna stay put like a statue just admire up close then you can truly see i made a gold shining until i lose light i suppose shining until i lose light i suppose So like, I somewhat know how Owen achieved that. It's like a slight. It's like a slight one of his, one of the one of his many tricks that he taught me in Ableton. So like, that's how he. That's how that sound was achieved. Because like, there there's some cool things like things that he likes to do every now and then when we're like playing around with loops. Because um, if I'm not mistaken, that main melody on Middle Child was like this loop that we found, and we just brought it to the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> like that's 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 my that's like my phrase. Like anytime like. I hear a melody and like I just I guess make it sound like something that I would make or something that Owen would make. That's what I mean. Like I just say we brought it to the swamp, <laughs> you know, because that's what the whole soundscape of T4 and like even the demos before that really is like it's just a swamp. Like, See that on the cover with the cover art. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you, Trini Jackson, for does for designing that whole cover. She did a great job. Nice. Are they primarily visual artists? She um so she actually owns um a, a whole br- uh, clothing brand. It's called Hugs and Kisses, and she's like the, okay. the the main creative like director behind it. So she like designs like all their stuff and whatnot. So I I had a re- I have a relationship with her also from that, and because she does my hair. So in the midst of like just working on this album, I was like, yo, <laughs> I might have something cool for you to do. And then it it just turned into because the the first draft did not look anything like how it looks now. So once I got a like a, a taste of like that draft of how it's starting to look now, I was floored. I was like, "Bro, you just did it! Like this is <laughs> like there was yo it." I, I still t- to this day I'm just like, "Wow!" Like I gotta get a fucking frame for that because I just want to look at that shit all the time. <laughs> I fully support like framing your own your own like album art. I think you should like I think I personally think that like you know it's 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 a good practice. I feel like. I feel like it's a good way to show, you know, how proud you are of your own work. You know what I mean? Because like mm-hmm. by the time Owen and I were finishing up uh, T4, I remember I bought us both um, like a plaque for the trilogy demos. And, you know, it's, it, lo- it looks like a nice ass little official glass plaque that like you would have gotten from like a label or something if you went by. <laughs> and like, you, nice. know, you know, it's a nice little picture of the trilogy cover and then, you know, presented to and then, you know, my name, Ark Zeus. And then for Owen, he has his name. You know, it's cool. <laughs> nice. I think it's a good way to, you know, be, it's, 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 it's a good way to just be proud of your work. You know what I mean? I feel like you got to celebrate yourself as much as you can. Yeah. Amen. Especially now, like, cause it, like, it is really hard to like break into like becoming a, a successful musician who's releasing your own stuff. And hello. <laughs> uh, <laughs> another producer just entered the building. Oh man. But yeah, no, I understand that completely. Like I feel that wholeheartedly. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so how? Because I've talked to Owen. Because um, I know that like last summer he would he had hit me up to like 
premiere some of his demos and I'm familiar with some of his production work with uh, On Bloom, who also uh, features on Tensai for very talented vocalist. Very talented. Oh man, I, I'm I'm patiently waiting for her to drop. I know she's been working. I know she has. Mm. So I'm I'm patiently waiting for that, honestly, because I I was in love with um her debut. Like I still mm. listen to it. <laughs> I still listen to it. It's the uh, the Star EP, right? Yeah, the Star. Yeah, it was really good. I covered that with Austin Pudding, so that's how I got in touch with her. What I really love the most about like about you is the fact that like I can every time I read something that you write, I can tell that you actually not only just listen to what you listen to, but like you thoroughly enjoyed it, bro. I won't cover something I don't enjoy. Like as a rule, like I'm not about like the negative press. Like I'm I don't want to pan anybody. Right, like, right, right. Even even if I don't like something, like I still like if I listen to a song or an album that I like, it's not really my thing. Like, I still know, like, how much time it takes an artist to create that, to, like, write, record, produce, mix, master, and then not even mentioning, like, you know, the stress that comes with, like, releasing and marketing. Right. So, like, I'm not interested in panning anything. Like, to some degree, like, I do only want to cover things that I like because I want that genuine voice that, like, of enjoyment. Probably why, I, like, I would not make a good pitchfork writer. <laughs> Like it's I, okay to be honest because pitchfork man some of their write-ups are just something like I, every time every time i see them rate an album i'm just like that's <laughs> that's very interesting i also don't i'm against like rating like assigning like a number rating just in general like this is my philosophy as like a <laughs> technically i'm a music journalist uh but like i don't i hardly ever like see myself or like refer to myself as one right where i just like I don't know. I'm a music enthusiast who like writes and like has somewhat of a platform because I write for like, a, you know, a decently followed local music publication. I get you. Yeah. It's like you bring the technicalities and it's like, you know where you stand. Yeah. Pretty much. And yeah, that's, that's a good thing though. Cause it's only, it's only going to elevate, especially, especially since you're so self-aware of it too. Like it's only going to elevate. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> that's the secret weapon, bro. For real. Like it's really the secret weapon in any craft you 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 know you have but uh, yeah that was also like the impetus part of the impetus for like doing this podcast whereas like i've been doing like all of my interviews via zoom i record them all anyway so i can refer to the audio later to write up the piece and i was like why don't we just cut out the middleman i'll edit some of the audio down whatever because so much of my articles are even if it's not like an interview it's still based around me asking the artist questions about their own work. And that's all, it's always more interesting to hear it from the artist's perspective and from their voice. Where like, I don't necessarily want to have to like filter that through my own words anymore. I know what you mean, yeah. So yeah, uh, which is, thank you again for, for hopping on this. Definitely, man. I'm, I'm glad that I could be here. Like I was, you know, as soon as you told me about that, I was like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> I to like... And if only we, it would have been even better if we got to like be like literally face to face, like, mm -hmm. that, like that would have been even better. Cause like, I can, I can already feel the energy through the screen, man. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. No. So I, yeah, I talked to a couple people and then I was like going through my like Instagram contacts and other platform contacts on other platforms. And I was like, who would be really good? Cause like, I want to talk to like the indie people, the DIY people, whatever genre they're making, like. My taste is super eclectic, so like, don't really care uh, like what genre somebody makes. I just want to like, just want to hear you talk about the stories behind your material and your content. Yeah, definitely. So how did how do, do you and Owen know each other? Oh, great question. Owen is <laughs> so Owen's my best friend. I've known him since the sixth grade. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. So we yeah we so I went to I went to Lafayette School in Everett, and uh, once I once once I met him, it was. We weren't even like buddy buddies at first. Like I would say once seventh grade hit, we became close. And from then on, it was just, we were just stuck with each other. I started making music in like 2014. And like, even before he started making music, cause he started making music, I think a little bit before we graduated or maybe after graduation, somewhere around that, around that era. So that whole time when I started making music, like even when I was working on my first album, um, I was recording at the boys and girls club that was in the city at the time. And he will, he was at every session with me, you know, like any, every session he was able to come to, he was there. So even before he was actually in the music thing, he was in the music thing, like 
watching <laughs> watching um my, uh, my my boy leak uh, at the time he was um because he worked at that music department so he was the one engineering me recording me and whatnot so he was watching him learn a lot of things just from watching and then eventually he just started making beats and i'm just like from the first few beats i've heard him make like just from what I, I was able to pick up on like just where his head where his ideas were going like just like versus the execution of it and then i was like i was in my head i was like give it like a year a year and some change and then fast forward bro like 2019 he was just really itching to get me into the studio and we get to the studio he's playing me some heat or whatever but then i look at him i'm just like bro listen because i was in a bit of a mood at that time this was like what, <laughs> may 2019 yeah so this was like may 2019 i was in a bit of a mood so i was like owen all these beats are great like you like i'm i was like you feel me i was like these are great but <laughs> if you want me to rap today you got to give me something that's going to make me feel so that's when the demo um don't wake up came to fruition uh he produced he produced that it's off of uh, phase one of the butterfly demos and that was the day he made that and the first thing that came to life that same session was a uh, half of that verse because the verse is 32 so I, I had 16 i just went up in there let it out and i was just sitting there like fuck like that shit just felt very it was heavy like feeling that beat and just going in there and recording that it was just heavy and then fast forward i think that following thursday i went right back in there and i finished the whole thing and then i just looked at oh and i was like you need to produce the next tensai album with me and then he was like let's go <laughs> in my arms add up they're all just receipts for the regression hurts to confess i've progressed less than expected my skeletons been shredded from the depression these sad moments i lack waves of exceptions to release every feeling that i have kept in steadily trembling excess messy stepping don't be so vexed i'm not trying to be interested damage you'll be damaged and i hate being the damager either way pray to pray i still be seen as animal being seen as a mystery never ever did shit for me i know you went into me you just represent infamy that's why i put the pain in paintings and every woman i know puts the amazing amazing i'm not enough so i'm not enough drinking with satan smoking splits till i'm brainless it ain't shit, but I've only been growing older I feel the mold on my soul A lot of shit I don't condone Still manage to take control Oh, it left me so broken Still trying to restore the hole When I thought I finally did I fell in another hole That's how the cycle goes Will it ever end? I guess we'll never know No need to sit and pretend Just need to let it go I keep from telling my friends Because I'm dead alone Because I'm dead alone God was alone for an eternity So I will never need no one to care for me Heaven's gates these days are looking like a parody I'm set to break free Cause my demons split a chair with me And watch me sing freely As the salt water buries me No time to wonder if I'm scared or not The salt's seeping into my skin's a sensation I don't care to stop So if I learn to swim while I'm sinking I'll swim closer to the peril of paradox So that I don't wake up
So uh, the the previous uh, Tensai albums was that just you solo producing it? For the most part. So um, all of the first Tensai, like so on the first Tensai, all of those beats were were uh, YouTube beats. <laughs> so like I, I, there's a few notable names that I like that I still think are pretty damn good producers. Like Candice Major, uh, if you look him up on YouTube, he has great beats and he has like I think four or five on T1. And then T2 was when I finally started making beats because like I started making beats in like a year after uh, T1. So most of my first bit of like completed beats ended up being on T2. Um, and I think I produced eight eight out of the thirteen on that. Oh, or is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Eight out of the thirteen and. On that on that album, there was actually one Candice Major beat, but then the other beats were uh, from people that I know personally. Um, so I start like I started breaking out of my shell pretty much like after that album, and then T three only two songs that I did not produce out of the twenty, but then the whole thing was just all me. That 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 album was a lot. <laughs> like that album was I, I I still I still like you know I still look back at that and I'm just like yeah I definitely poured every atom of my soul into that and there's into that it's got it like that sort of like epic length it's like an hour 30. Mm -hmm. it's very dramatic very like cinematic and you know it has that feel to it and that's kind of what i was going for because like around that time like i really just wanted to express like myself in that way like as grand and as i guess zeus as possible <laughs> and i feel like yeah i feel like i achieved that i feel like i feel like from that from that point like from 10 side three to now was kind of like the trajectory where it's like that's really the difference in like because i was able to grow from each project but like i feel like once we hit it was kind of like i feel like that was when it became like 100 percent apparent like zeus is up to something mm. <laughs> no, for sure for sure yeah like the, i mean having the advantage of hearing bits of those first three like all today and having it fresh in my mind like you can definitely tell that there's like a progression in quality and also like you can hear because obviously you being like 15 when the first one was when you were recording yeah. that first one the like, voice man <laughs> yeah it's you know like your voice definitely like dropped between the first and the second one it did pretty pretty drastically but um the, and one of the main things that that was uh that was the cause of that had to do with me recording all of t2 um a couple of years after the fact because mm -hmm. 20 because uh, 2017 was when t2 came out versus you know 2014 when t1 came out and i spent like all of 2015 writing and making beats for it and then like by the time i finished writing it in like summer 16 was like a couple months later was when i finally like uh got a got some equipment to set up in my basement and then boom i recorded it and yeah man like the like that's that's always the most the, the first thing that i like listen to like whenever i like go back and i'm just like yo my voice is so different like even when i get melodic on like some of my older songs like pre like t3 i'm just like damn why did i shy away from like i i, I listen to it, i'm just like damn i can definitely tell that i shied away from like doing a certain thing with this or blah 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 and i was and i'm just like i'm glad i don't do that anymore <laughs> yeah i mean that's also in part just like probably you becoming like a more confident artist and more confident like performer what's the point of shying away like you know you can do it yeah yeah exactly and i feel like um you're more practiced i was about to say that word yeah practice that's really all what it boiled down to for me like practice was just everything to me um the first like two like because i feel like uh, uh, someone's always practicing but like the the when it comes to like when i was really like putting in i guess my ten thousand hours and shit like i was really on it like i would force myself to write back when i was younger um and and sometimes like the and, and and sometimes in me forcing myself to write was i was able to start naturally writing in that same sitting because of like how i went about forcing myself like in those days when i just felt like i wasn't really trying to write anything or blah 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 like how i would go about forcing myself to write something is i'll be like i'll give a good example so i love i love 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 astonance so if I was forcing myself to write back in like 14, 15, like I was forcing myself to write verses where I was pretty much forcing the fuck out of like certain literary devices or whatever. I remember like the beginning of 2015, I wanted to get really good at hominins. So I, I have like a verse that I forced the living hell out of hominins. Like I, I, I'm, as I'm talking about, I can hear the verse in my head. I'm just like, why did I write this, bro? <laughs> it sounds cool, kinda, but ki only kinda. Like the beat was good. It was a Candace Major beat. Looking back, I'm just like, but that's, but that's how it starts. Like that's mm -hmm. why I did it, you know what I mean? Because it's like now I can do a hominin and it's like, I'm not gonna force myself to do it. It's just like, oh, if I think of it and it fits the bar, then cool, I'll use it. <laughs> 
Nice. Yeah. Sometimes those literary devices can like coming from like a, like a poetry background. Like I know that like sometimes those devices can, there's such like a fine line to toe between like having that be like useful and effective and sounding cool. And also it's sounding forced. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's very, it's, it's a very, very fine line because most rap, like I wouldn't say most rappers, but a lot of rappers definitely uh, still struggle to find that line. Like, cause like, you know, especially like, especially when like you look at a rapper that's more on like the elite side of things, like some of them just rhyme too fucking much. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, and it's sometimes I can just take away from the, the content of their songs. You know what I mean? Like what they're actually talking about. There's a, there's definitely like a tendency. I feel especially rappers who can like rap really fast which is like its own, it takes so much skill and practice to like get to that point. But also I I feel like there's a tendency to like try to put the most amount of words into each line rather than actually like saying something. Yeah, exactly. He's not going to hear this, but uh, because I doubt he's going to tune into the podcast, but hello, Eminem. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say Tech 9 but yeah. Yeah, Eminem definitely falls in that category respectfully, though, because, like, I feel like at this point, that man just needs, I would love for him to just stick to, like, short projects if he, because he's probably not going to stop dropping projects, unfortunately. No, yeah. So that being said, like, if he just keeps it short, because I don't mind the lyrical exhibitions. If that's all his songs mm-hmm. are going to consist of now, that's cool. Like, because I loved, um, I remember, like, 2016, he had, like, this long-ass acapella of him just spitting. I think it was called Campaign Speech. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. Because there wasn't much to it. It was just him doing what he does best, rapping. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, like, I feel like if he just sticks to being more so in that lane and, like, it's not really trying to be all that artistic or prove anything anymore to people, then he'd be a lot better. Because he has nothing to prove at this point. I don't, at least I don't think. Yeah. Like, that's, that, bro, he's one of the goats. Like, I've studied that man for years. Like, his rhyming scares me, man. <laughs> like, if I can, you know, I don't, I don't even, I don't even know if I want to achieve that level of rhyming. I don't know <laughs> if I do, because that's, Huh, that's a lot of power. Yeah, just the ability to have that that deep of vocabulary and be able to summon that vocabulary like in an instant. Rap God was a freestyle. Like I don't like that song, but like, bro, he. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah I have complicated feelings about it because yeah, like, I that's don't like my man's freestyled that song. Like, yeah, almost <laughs> so like you know, there's there's it, it's a, it's like a it's it's a conflicting kind of admiration, you know. But but that but that's but that at all I feel like it all just comes with you know at the end of the day like you if you really love rap then you know you'll find something to love about someone like Eminem. Yeah, no, nah, we'll never like deny his like technical prowess. For sure, because if you don't, he might diss you. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it, if if Eminem ever hears this podcast and decides to diss me, it can only benefit my career. <laughs> and like, like pe- more people will have heard of me than ever before. <laughs> so, uh, so let me say now, fuck you, Eminem. Put me in a song. Oh, <laughs> uh, Eminem, please spar with me before I turn thirty. <laughs> I got you. Like before I turn, like, because that's one of my goals. Like, I want to spar with like as many of my favorites as possible. Before because I don't really see myself releasing uh, solo albums after thirty, but I guess we'll see. Because I don't, I can't tell the future. But you got like, plenty of time. I got, got twenty one. I already got so much like yeah. things that like I already know that I want to do within that time. So it's like we'll see. You know what I mean? Because it's a lot. I, I got, I got, I've been working on a lot of music since T four, especially since I finished nice. recording it. Like the beginning of the year before it even dropped like because i finished recording t4 in february versus it coming out in december so i had i've had a whole lot of downtime to just work on a whole bunch of different stuff and including rest as well because that being being in the swamp was definitely it took a physical toll on me i can say that for sure like there has been so many moments where like i would just find myself uh creating and like Everything is there. The ideas are there, the feeling, the inspiration, blah, blah, blah. But then my body, like the exhaustion that I'm just getting from doing practically nothing. I'm just like, I don't want to do this right now. And it's I was doing that a lot. You know, I was doing that. that, Was that writing process predominantly through like 2020 and quarantine leading up to the December release? Um, Give or take. Give or take. So like it it was honestly mainly 2019 um, when I think about it, because like. I would yeah so I would say after like after like uh an x amount of like demos I would say once we hit September of 2019 was when I say we actually like started the album for sure like before September we probably only had like 
two or three of the beats that are on the album that like we just knew was gonna eventually like make its way once that whenever i thought of some cool shit for it like that's why that's why um on the song aqua that's why i have no co-credits on that beat because like that was a beat that owen made back like during like phase one of the butterfly demos and like once i heard that beat i was like yeah, no, nah, I'm saving this for the album, bro. Like, I'm not even gonna like touch this yet. Like, I didn't touch it. Like, I almost there was at one there was one point I even almost forgot the beat existed. But then I was like, oh, now I'm ready for this beat, definitely. And that that became one of my favorite verses on the whole album too. So it was definitely worth like me waiting until I was ready. You've revealed yourself to me inside the waters. Deeply stared, I was in a trance. Those who took a glance didn't care. They just thought I saw a monster. Tell me how'd you get in there? Let me give a damn. Not because I'm scared, but because I really wanna make sure it is clear when I visit here. No God is aware. This has been the hundredth time that I've called him. Damn, even you were forgotten. So I remain a recluse to the problems. It's hard to wake up and shoot for the stars when you'll be choosing a heart. Why don't you talk up with mama? Well, never mind, don't no second thought, but. I can't apologize for all the losses Cause you have a habit of only spawning During the nonsense I'm distraught Can you tell me how often you solve this? I suppose stopping isn't an option Rage blast, they cannot escape that Killing every feeling the minute these waves crash It took me quite long but I had to just face facts That it was my trauma that made niggas age fast Ain't that some shit you were just watching? Anchor to my anchor that's dangerous cause I slaughter Every fucking body that makes me awfully bothered Send them off like a comet until I'm feeling exhausted But I'm always exhausted Or so it seems Get to snapping like the Saiyan bastard in his teens Send you to one of my broken dreams And it moving backwards cause I'm easily distracted when I see My attention span is just hopeless Starstruck by the hocus pocus While I'm floating in the pond of my lotus Triple water sign staring at my real self At the bottom of the ocean, Veronica mm All right, there you have it, everybody. That's the end of part one of this interview, so tune in next week to hear part two. We're going to continue to talk about Zeus's music and uh, his rapping and producing. You'll get to hear a little bit more about Butterfly Trap, the his latest album, which we'll talk about briefly. We recorded this interview before that album came out. Just, you know, that, that's been happening sort of as I've been getting through the interviews I've already recorded. And I'm at the point where I'm almost done with all the interviews I had recorded in like this first sort of chunk of artists. And last week I just started, well actually, so as I'm recording this, I'm on the eve of interviewing two more artists this week who I'm really excited to talk to and begin sort of this new batch of interviews. I think this will be episode nine. Next week's will be episode 10. So we've hit the big 1-0, so thank you to Ark Zeus for, for helping me get there, like cross that threshold. I'm really happy that you've made it this far, and I only intend to keep going. My next big benchmark, I think, is I want to hit 30 episodes sometime in uh, 2022. So yeah, as always, thank you to all the artists I've interviewed so far. Thank you, as always, to Ethan for helping me with the audio processing and mastering. Of, of the audio for these interviews. Thank you to the entire Austin Pudding staff. Thank you to anyone who's listening. As always, 
I was running some analytics, uh, you know, very exciting stuff. But yeah, I was running some analytics and 35 people download each episode so far, like on average. Some episodes gotten a little more, some a little less, but like 10 episodes in, not even, because this is episode nine, but like nine episodes into this podcast, I, like that's mind boggling to me that enough people are, are downloading this. That, like it's a lot more than I expected to have at this point. You know, very validating to me and the work I've been putting into this to know that that many people, which isn't, you know, it's not a lot, but it's, it's a really solid start. And I'm, I'm so grateful for anyone who's been doing that, you know, downloading the episodes each week. Uh, listening to the episodes each week, even if it's by streaming. But yeah, as always, if you like what you're hearing, please like, share, subscribe, send it to a friend who you think would be into at least some of the music we cover here. You know, I have very eclectic tastes in music, really have any genre preferences. I've noticed, like, as I'm getting older, any youthful distaste or disdain I had for genres that I, you know, maybe didn't like, as much or just just have gone out the window i i just really love music yes i'm grateful that people anywhere any number of people want to hear me talk to musicians that i'm really interested in talking to and i hope that those people listening are you know also finding some enjoyment i hope that anyone listening to this anywhere is has at least found a couple artists from this podcast that they're into uh, that they didn't know before. That's the goal. The audience I have in mind every time I set out to, to record and edit and produce one of these episodes is like the new fan who hasn't heard of these artists yet. And I want the content to be engaging enough that it's going to draw in even just a couple new fans for each episode. So yeah, anyway, can't do it without you, the listener. So Really, really, really appreciate you. And I hope you have a wonderful week and see you next week.